welcome to the Posters in Every Direction podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Mike. And I'm Erica. And on this show, we discuss concert posters, music with a heavy emphasis on the Dave Matthews Band, artists, and the community of poster and merch collecting. So whether you are new to this hobby or a seasoned professional, we invite you to come and relax now and join us in the space between music and art. This is episode number 21 of the Posters in Every Direction podcast, entitled Lay Down in Our Mother's Arms. Um, This is a deep dive into the three-night triptych from the 2023 shows at the Gorge in George Washington, which occurred September 1st through 3rd, 2023. This was a triptych done by the incredible artist Luke Martin. Um, And if y'all listen to our podcast regularly, we've done a... um, episode number 18 uh, that was called Summer Always Ends Too Soon, where Erica and I did a recap of the posters at the Gorge from this year. We talked a little bit about this triptych that was just buzz was the word around Mm -hmm. it. And this is a deep dive episode about each one of those pieces that make up the the entirety of the triptych. Yes. And we actually uh, have a special guest to join us. There's a guest? There's a guest. Who, Who could this be? Surprise. It's Luke Martin. Uh, we are really thrilled to have the artists join us to go through our deep dive with us together. And uh, we're really excited to be able to bring you this conversation. Uh, Luke is actually about to host his AP release on October 13th, 2023 via the Bottleneck Galleries. Um, but let's just quickly do a little bio on Luke before we get into the episode. Um, Luke is from the Eastern Shore of Maryland. Grew up in a super rural town, think like one gas station, two stoplights. And in 2015, he attended college in Towson University, and he took a screen printing class and just fell in love with the medium just immediately. And he started doing gig posters in 2017. So relatively new artist to the scene. uh, But since then, he's gotten to work with bands like The Grateful Dead, Metallica, Eddie Vedder, Fish, Goose, and of course, the Dave Dave Matthews Band. Um, yeah, his first poster, I've been following Luke's work for a while. Um, his first poster with the Dave Matthews Band was in 2019. It was night two of the Camden, New Jersey stand there. And um, since then, you know, he's just done some really stellar work for the Dave Matthews Band. Uh, a couple to call out. Number one, one of my favorites, our daughter's favorite poster mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ants Marching from the Dave Matthews Band song series. Another one is that um, he had done a triptych previously for the Dave Matthews Tim Reynolds concert weekend in Mexico. 2020. Um, that was in 2020, right before the pandemic. Right. Um, and then one that I've always admired, uh, been chasing, don't have it yet, maybe someday, was from the 2021 uh, show for the Dave Matthews Band in Virginia Beach, which had sort of a um, under the water, under the sea kind of theme to it i think he refers to it as the dive bar Mm -hmm. it's this like underwater tavern with a neon sign of a seashell and and the fire dancer it's just epic awesome luke's work is just really incredible um and this is incredibly special for us to have this opportunity here uh, to talk with him today yep so tune in i hope you guys enjoy the conversation on this computer there we go all right hey uh everybody we are really excited today Um, you might've seen on our Instagram, we've been sort of hyping this up, but we are going to be doing a deep dive, uh, into one of the 
coolest triptychs I think that we've seen um, in the, in the fandom ever. Yeah. And um, we uh, we have a special guest, and we've not done this before. It's usually just Mike and I doing the deep dives, but we have a special guest today, uh, none other than the artist himself, Luke Martin. AKA, Welcome. Hi. AKA, AKA the Suburban Avenger. Suburban is that right? Avenger. Oh, don't call me that. <laughs> well, now I'm kind of I'm curious. Like when I think of Suburban Avenger, I think of like superhero level stuff. But you're like <laughs> it's see, but it's it's not even that wasn't even really in my mind uh when I came up with it. It mm-hmm. was just um at the dawn of Instagram when I was in like middle school or something I was just I had to come up with like an Instagram handle okay uh, I don't know how that's kind of what I ended up on um but it, it like there's truly no like meaning or backing or anything behind it but it's it's like then when I wanted to start like branding myself and my art a lot of people already knew me as like suburban avenger from Instagram so it just it I, I feel like I didn't get a lot of say in the matter I feel like I feel like society decided for me but you know it's it's that okay what it's gonna be <laughs> well and it's funny because before before we met you know uh, on screen whatnot knowing the name Luke Martin and some of your work you know before the trip tech we're about to talk to like for instance the the song series poster you did for the Dave Matthews band, mm-hmm. the Ant-Punching. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one from Virginia Beach, which is kind of like this under the sea saloon. With dive this, bar, the dive bar. The dive bar, dive bar uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Perfect name. Yep. But like, I don't know why, but in my mind, I had this like Western motif image of you, like as like a cowboy or sheriff type guy with a cowboy hat and spurs and for those who are listening but not viewing you actually have cowboy hats on your wall so well uh so i'm actually so i'm actually i'm actually at my parents house right now but i do i do have cowboy hats on my wall at my house um i i did live i did live in west texas uh for a year um so maybe i don't know maybe 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 it's like a, maybe it's like a like a Mandela effect type thing happening. Yeah, like you know? cowboy by osmosis. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. Cow, cowboy by proxy. There you go. Hey, you know what? I grew up in North Carolina. Mike is from Pennsylvania, and he's now a North Carolinian by by living here for I'm over lo- a decade. I'm but yes, almost two. De- I mean, fifteen. Yeah. I'm local now. So. Yes, uh, hassle me. I'm local. Right. Right. Now, mm-hmm. are you you're up in the Maryland D.C. area like regularly? Uh, I'm 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 in Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay, yeah, very Baltimore. cool. Uh, both both Mike and I went to University of Maryland, so we're very. Oh, nice. Uh, my my parents went there. DC DC vibe up in the area mm-hmm. um, and you recently did a really cool um uh pigeons playing uh, yeah ping pong, uh, pigeons playing ping pong. Mm-hmm. they uh so they did like a big like hometown they do a little like hometown like mini festival and stuff in Very Baltimore cool. uh yeah. and so they asked me to put together the poster for that and uh, I printed it myself which was a little different um I usually I, I outsource most of the printing on my work but uh for that one, I was like, I should print this myself. And uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was really cool. How did it feel to be like so hands-on from sort of- great. It was was awesome. Um, It's really what I've kind of missed like the most about the process is just like the physical creation of it. Um, Cause it's like, you know, other times it's like, I'm sitting on my computer drawing, drawing, drawing and the file's done. I send the file off. And then a month later, these posters like show up at my door, um, which is sick because it's like, I, I'm not like, a, I'm like an okay printer. You know, I'm not like the best printer. Like I print everything by hand generally. Um, but it's it's still cool to just be able to like make something again. You know, I, I really enjoyed that. And does that change for you when you're sitting and drawing, like you said, and there's that moment where it arrives 
and you've mm. got in physical form. I mean, is there a, is there like a transition moment where you go from like, I had, a, you know, a vision of it. I saw it. I obviously created it in digital mm. form, but now it's here in real tangible form. And is there, is yeah. there a difference? Yeah. Yeah. There, there definitely is like, especially, I especially felt that uh, with this triptych um, just kind of like, you know, cause it's like, it'll be, um it'll like dominate my life for like the amount of time that like I'm spending working on it and then once it's done you know I stop thinking about it I'm thinking about the next project or I'm thinking about life whatever else and then they show up like a few weeks later I'm just like oh shit like I did that like I, I totally forgot that like that's a thing that happened <laughs> like one of the yeah. kind of initial things I, I when you were sharing your background on creation of this triptych when mm -hmm. it was coming out so for those of y'all um, who are listening, uh, we had friends who were at the Gorge. Um, we were not, uh, but mm -hmm. we had some friends who were there. And actually, your triptych piece was the first poster that had dropped on on the interwebs yeah. uh, before even the night one NC Winters one. And I remember seeing it and it was like, holy crap. And I uh, I was not gonna let anyone beat me to the punch. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, yeah. yeah. And so we had seen that it was the triptych, and then as um you were sharing the images through your social media, you were giving some really great detail on um, the time it spent to create yeah. these three pieces. So if you just share with me, like how long? I know we can go back and read it, but like how long did that take? Um, it was about three and a half weeks. Um, I started it, uh, like June, um, no, July, like 20th or something. Um, I had, I initially had the entire month of July booked off to, to get this done, but then it's like the jobs that came before it kind of ran over time and just ate up this time that I had. Um, and so it, it took about three and a half weeks. Um, and I would estimate somewhere probably around, um, I think 275 hours is the number I keep coming back to. Wow. I would say a rough ballpark around there. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> it shows. And I also loved when you were sharing kind of like when you said, hey, I've got to do some work on the facial feature mm -hmm. and, and how you really um, focused on your craft. And yeah really said, you know what, like, I really want to, to expand, you know, my artistry and how I can do this. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of anything lovely ladies. Like mm -hmm. it's just, <laughs> it's a, it's a theme. Uh, you guys would, uh, there's this one artist, um, his name's Chuck Sperry. I, I think you guys would really love his work. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> one or two of his pieces. Yeah. Just yeah. He's a, he's, he's a little underground right now, but I know there's, uh, up, there's up and coming up. artists. Right? He's, 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 a, he's an up and comer on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we've seen a lot of really phenomenal, what I would consider lovely ladies. Um, we're in our poster music bourbon hangout room. Mm. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of Miles Sang. He does a lot of the lovely ladies. Obviously, yes, Chuck Sperry. Um, I think your buddy um, Owen Murphy from One Drop oh. did a really <laughs> phenomenal, my one of my favorites from this year's. Mm. Uh, Merryweather one he did or? Yeah, yeah Meriwether. Um, but these these are really unique um, because you know the story behind the cre the sort of the the creative creation of them. Mm -hmm. And so Mike and I, I like to do my homework. Mike and I like to do our homework. Mm -hmm. And um, I took some from your website and your Instagram, and then even mm -hmm. just conversations with friends of ours through our podcast community. 
And um, what we've learned is these are the, the three lovely ladies. You've got Solus, Terra, and Luna, right? The sun, the moon, and the earth. Mm-hmm. And each one stands alone, but also flows as like connects as a connectivity part of, the of yeah exactly so these were done as three individual pieces but then you also had uncut yes uh-huh. and, yeah and is that just by way of process when you're creating it are you kind of creating one image and then it's cut yeah, up yeah like I'll, I'll create it as one big 24 by 36 uh because then you get like the seamless connection between like the panels and everything and then it'll just get separated out Mm -hmm. it's super cool and so I think you know when we do deep dives like this um this is going to be a big one to do because it's literally (laughs) posters in one so I think Mm. you kind of go from night one night two night three and then overview um I think that would be the best way for us to kind of break this down yeah Yeah. And, and I think by way of history as before we deep dive this wasn't your your first trip tech, right? You you had been involved at least with another one with with Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds. Yeah, I did. Um, I did the Dave and Tim Mexico in 2020. Um, so for our listeners, if you are in love with Luke's work like we are, and you're trying to chase down another trip tech, that was. I mean, I've seen it. I've never seen it in person. I've seen images, but it's sort of this Mayan temple with a fire. Yeah, dance. yeah, very very Indiana Jones. Yes, oh, that's mm-hmm. a perfect reference. That's right, in my book. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, well, I love I. You know, the first one we saw was was Solus. The mm-hmm. I'm gonna call her the Sun Goddess. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Phoenix rising. She's got the sunburst behind her head. These like rays of light shooting from. Uh, I would say like sort of her celestial crown. Yeah, and. You know, the one thing that stands out, yes, is that kind of centralized circle of light behind her head. But this, this phoenix, this like, I mean, and they all had birds. That was another mm-hmm. theme I saw mm-hmm. amongst all of them, some sort of bird connection. But this phoenix is just like, you've. it, it felt very Harry Potter to me. I'm, I love Harry mm-hmm. Potter and, and sort of Fox the Phoenix, but the magical kind of like, and it looked like glitter almost yeah. like, like yeah, like a shimmer, shimmer like movement. I, yeah, I, like I really wanted to add kind of like um the cot like a a very ethereal mm-hmm. um sort of energy to it, but without like kind of shrouding everything in like flames and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, so I really tried to kind of lean into um doing like the uh kind of like the like that dot work texture and um yeah, just give it like you said like shimmering, like give it that very shimmering appearance. And it's interesting when you look at something, we like look at them digitally online versus like when you see them in, you know, printed on the paper. Uh-huh. And oftentimes the, the translation sometimes can be a little different. The coloring can be a little bit different. Um, but the the visual sort of like boldness of this piece, I'm like mm-hmm. blocking it here. No, um, no. Like I said, I, I have it pulled up on my computer as well. Okay, like, good. Yeah. But then, you know, you've got you've got the the goddess who's like hold like the bird, the phoenix is perched on her hand um, and she's like looking at this bird as like, this is, so I, I thought of it very much as like, this is the earthly version of of this goddess. Like if she couldn't be here mm. in, in our dimension, what mm. representation, like would it be sort of like somewhere yeah, else like... In, in time and space? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it, um, it kind of, well, so the, the piece kind of took like an interesting, um, I guess like a metamorphosis from mm -hmm. the first submitted sketch uh, that I submitted to the band and then to the final. Like initially, um, I uh, are you guys familiar with the Grateful Dead series that I did? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so, so with that, like, I took a lot of inspiration from uh, Alphonse Mucha's work, who is the 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 master. Um, and it's like, uh, for this, I was initially I wanted to take that Mucha inspiration, um, but do it in something that's not skeletons and Grateful Dead and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so initially, this was going to be a lot more like more of like the the muses that like he does kind of kind of more so these muses but then they sort of turned into these like goddesses um and i kind of like i don't know it's it it i'll 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 send you guys um the sketch and if you want to link it somewhere then that that would be cool but it's like it um it definitely changed so much but it changed so like naturally in this progression from like where i thought it was going to go to where it all like sort of ended up you oh, know wow. It ended up on the money, man, because there was so much buzz. And we talked yeah. about this a little bit as we did like a recap from the Gorge yep. Weekend of Posters. Uh -huh. I can't remember a time where um, there, I mean, like we said, and you'd mentioned, there's a Chuck Sperry that drops as the night two poster. And yeah. I think there was as much, if not more, buzz over the entire weekend about your trip tech as there was not not that it's a competition. <laughs> yeah, just that, yeah. you know, it, it's like it was so impactful. I mean, but it's 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 cool to hear. You know, it's it's cool to hear. Mm -hmm. And it's it's unique. I think that's one of the things that we as collectors love to see. Like, yes, mm -hmm. I love the lovely lady themes, but I am I'm always blown away by something that's unique and different in mm -hmm. especially in Dave posters, but we also and we collect different bands um posters not as many because again we don't have as much wall space but you know we see different artists use their artistic style as far as different bands go and i remember you had uh dropped one for fish with a giant long peacock yeah mm -hmm. colors and i remember seeing that and i was like i got chills i was like this is badass like it was so cool Thank um, you. and just like had to see something that was coming up for fish because that was different for fish yeah, uh, having it in that longer, what is that? The 30 that was a 12, 12 by 36. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Having that in a different size. Um, and then again, you know, fish tends to have a very particular style amongst their posters yeah. and having that kind of really divert from what I think traditionally you would see for fish posters mm -hmm. was really freaking cool. Um, yeah, I um, thank Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, I've really, uh, with the fish poster and with this, uh, triptych, especially, um, with a lot of these projects, like I've really been trying to focus on less of like a like commercial art angle and more of like, you know, how can I how can I make this gig poster feel like it's a piece of like fine art, you know? Um and I, I really lean into that hard with the fish one. Uh just trying to like like it, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with the band, it doesn't have anything to do with Georgia. I just I wanted to make like a a a badass, just really solid, beautiful piece of work. Um, and that was kind of my my mission for that one. One of the things we talk about a lot of times is like, is there a correlation between the location and then mm -hmm. the poster? And oftentimes we we see a direct, like we talked about this on um, our most recent podcast, we did kind of our top favorite um, 
posters from this particular year. One of Mike's was the one from Pittsburgh that um, mm-hmm. our buddy Maxer did from mm-hmm. F4 Studios. And it's got like the Fort Pitt Bridge. It's very much like this is a Pittsburgh poster. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it could almost be like a photograph yep. uh, from an yeah. angle of the bridge. I think I, I think I know which is it. It's got like the guy like playing the guitar. Yep. And that little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember seeing that one. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And so we talk about that. And sometimes, again, seemingly there's not. But for you to have these lovely ladies, these celestial beings and you i think you even said this that it's uh nature celestial beings distilled into human form and the yes. gorge i mean i've not been there i've not had like my physical eyes to see upon I hear it. it's gorgeous i hear it's gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> uh, but it is from what i understand like the the sheer beauty of the nature yes. and you know, yes. you kind of crest that mountaintop and then you see you know the river and the mountains and everything and so for me, when you were talking about like being able to, to put nature's, you know, this, these, this sort of like, when we talk nature, it's like out there, you know, you don't, it's like, oh, it's beautiful. It's this and that, but like the feeling that you get when you put your feet in the ground and when you see the beauty of, of our world, I think that this particular set of pieces really does tie to that. It's like, okay, what if, what if these lovely ladies were the, the goddesses of the gorge? Yeah, that's and, that, and that's and that's kind of where like the the seed of this idea came from, I guess, because it's like I I I had the very same thought process that you just articulated. Um, just thinking about nature, like it's just because because the, the gorge is so just it is it is the nature venue, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's I I wanted to think about how can I how can I um portray and convey that feeling of being surrounded by such natural beauty but without actually drawing the gorge you know i i i, I never had the, i there was never a moment where i was like i'm gonna draw the gorge like i not a thought in my mind um just because i was like how can it how can i represent it in a more uh interpretive way i guess mm-hmm. yeah and i think i mean we, as Erica said, we've not made it, but we've talked to enough people. We've followed enough. We've watched it on, mm. on TV, seen photographs. It, it appears to be a magical place, like literally. Mm. That there's something about music, live music in particular, the mm. art that goes along with it, the fandom that just brings you into this energy space that is very special. It's different yeah. than your nine to five, day to day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the gorge is almost like, you know, uh, a pilgrimage for people mm-hmm. yeah. to, to see one of their favorite bands there. And I, I look at your piece and it's this, you know, it gives me this feeling of like, you know, fantasy mixed with almost like Greek mythology, like something mm-hmm. that could be mm-hmm. larger, otherworldly, yeah. as you say, ethereal, but also grounded that you could be walking, you know, somewhere outside the concert grounds and stumble mm-hmm. upon these sort of archways and you know a little pond with some koi mm. fish in it and then all of a I mean, sudden, hey if you're uh if you're taking the right things stumbling around outside the show <laughs> but there's probably a few people who probably <laughs> thought they saw something like this this is probably true that is true and and well that's good that kind of move to talk about the the night two or the second piece of the triptych which yeah. is Terra mother earth i kind of thought that that was this you know, you've got the 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 globe and this kind of glowing earth behind her. Um, mm. She's got a peacock uh, wrapping around her body, and her hands are glistening in these. I don't even know, like water-like orbs. I guess is what mm-hmm. I've kind of thought of it. Yeah, or I, I started to see these sort of like elements, like stars. Luke was talking about, like of nature, yeah. of your fire, your water, mm-hmm. your earth, your 
your shimmer mm-hmm. of stars or yep. the intersection of these things. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot of elements of just uh, kind of like creation, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, like um, along with like, like, you know, the, the, the Greek mythology, uh, the sun, moon, earth. Um, I was really, I was thinking a lot about like the garden of Eden while working on this kind of just that that sort of like birthplace that cradle of like creation of like like it was you know it was supposed to be the most beautiful place ever um and so I was thinking a lot about that about sort of that um that uh that place that doesn't is doesn't it like could never be real you know it could never be real because it's like too perfect to exist in like this world um and I was thinking a lot about that as I kind of just like, like in this, the, the center figure, like the, the mother earth figure, um, I was really trying to sort of channel that. It's like, you know, she's the one that brings like this life to this, this, this world that all this stuff exists in. Like. It's really, really cool. And you know, the way that she's, so she's centrally kind of like focused. The other images are looking sort of at her um, mm-hmm. and she's looking up. Like she's kind yeah. of got this like uplifted view of, of, but it's almost like she's not looking at anything else, almost like this power within her yeah. just being that, which I love that, which brings life. Like without the sun and the moon, like it's almost like she's the one who's providing them power yeah. and source. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I feel like um, kind of to that end though, there's still just this like unity and harmony between all of these like ethereal beings um where it's like it's like there's still that interconnectedness where it's like none of them are standing on their own you know it's like all three of them are are together like this this unit you know well and it that that it's like kind of Macbethy too like the you know the the or you would see this in like the the what were they called the prophecy oh. readers in ancient Greece there usually were like three of them mm-hmm. you know what I mean I don't it's like the the toil it's such, I mean but it's it's just like the idea of like a trilogy like you see right. you have like the holy trinity and then um there's just you know, like throughout like time and history and prophecies and myth and everything it's it's three you know it's it's the the number it's like three is like the 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 triangle is the strongest shape you know yeah yep. and so kind of just uh and um, yeah, kind of just just playing with a lot of that, like that idea of um, forming that unity between the th- the three trilogy of them all. It's cool. This one, this particular piece had a lot of what we would call those Easter eggs, kind of the uh-huh. things we search for. So um, obviously, the one at the bottom is this uh, the pond with the two fish, and uh-huh. like the symbolism of of is it Pisces or is it? Uh-huh. It's so it's it's there's kind of like a few um, a lot of like the symbology in here I feel like could be interpreted in more way or in more ways than one. Um, my initial so my initial pitch for this had a lot more inclusion of a lot more um, like astrology sim, uh, um, symbology and like like zodiac signs and stuff like that. Um, but that eventually kind of got cut out just because there wasn't there was just already way too much going on here. Um, but I, I had this pond, I, I made this kind of pond to really sort of like balance and center the main figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first it was empty. Uh, the fish was a very, I added the fish probably in the last two days that I was working on this. Uh, it was a very last minute addition or addition. Um, but I, you know, I added it cause like I, I, I myself am a Pisces. 
I have I have, a twin, I have I have a twin sister, uh, and okay. so I thought it'd be kind of funny to put the Pisces fish in there. Um, just awesome. I guess as, as a nod to like for for myself, you know. Um, but also, you know, it's like the the fish going in the circle. It's mm -hmm. very kind of like you know, like you think like yin yang, like that that balance, um, and just like that the balance and harmony. I think it really kind of um, you see that you see that kind of repeated a lot throughout history, just the idea of these two objects sort of orbiting each other, but in balance of each other. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to do like with the fish as well. It's incredible when you really like look closely at it because like at first glance you look at it, you're like, yes, I can see the images of these yin and yang yeah. fish. But if you really zoom in and look at you, it's got, they've got detail and fin. Mm. They, and they, took, like, they took like two and a half hours to do it. And they're like, <laughs> they're like an inch tall. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I was, I was I was working on it and I was so tired and I was like right at the deadline and I was like should I really be wasting my time doing this right now but it's like it's like one of my favorite details it's, it, it's incredible it they're is. like characters in and of themselves <laughs> yep in the piece yeah like we've talked about this in other in mm -hmm. other pieces that there's just for whatever reason you your eye catches something yep. and for me it's like I'd like to know more about Mm -hmm. what's going on with those guys yeah like, yeah and i mean i i i think even though they are like dead uh they are so small in the piece the fact that they're dead center it's like you immediately see them and mm -hmm. and there's that we talk about like symmetry and balance and these pieces yeah. all are very balanced um her in particular in, in the the terra piece is very is symmetrical because you've got circle on the top and the circle on the bottom and the mm -hmm. archway in the center for her thank and these you. I was thank you I I was I was very um I was very very pleased with just the repetition of the circles kind of throughout or throughout the piece that was and, uh, yeah that was one of the things that drew my eye yeah. too just like mm -hmm. that that sort of central piece yep. of it in the way it, and it's it, it's really it's the pool i think having that little pool down there it's if you wanted to pick one single thing to be the focus of the print i think um uh composition wise that pool because you have how you have the dave matthews text sloping uh -huh. in and then you have the figures and the beams and everything like that little pool um yeah, would, would really be the focus yeah i think it's it's like it's what holds it down and then there's one other little i mean i saw someone kind of zoom in i might have been through your you have a, a facebook group uh -huh. um and i think somebody had maybe done a, a screenshot on the i'm trying to see here distribution wise when you're looking at it it's to the left on the bottom of the stairs the steps. there's a little inscription that says yeah. for corinne and is that symbolic of anything special? Is this like a dedication? Yeah. So actually, um, th this is kind of um, so it's it's not really symbolic to the piece. I guess more so uh, just a, a real life fourth wall Easter egg. I guess. Um, so one of my really good friends, Brian Foster, he um he I met him through posters back in like uh twenty eighteen maybe. Um, and he's huge Dave Matthews fan like he's a huge huge Dave Matthews fan um and he was kind of the first person uh to really sort of like introduce me into like that world and everything uh but he just had his first kid he and his wife just had his first kid uh and it it was lining up they were expect you know obviously they, they've been expecting yeah. expecting and it was lining up where it looked like they might have their baby the weekend of these shows oh wow um, they ended up having her, I think, like, it was it was the same week. It was maybe, like, four days before the first show. 
so it was still close enough, you know, yeah. it was definitely still close enough. Uh, but I, so I just, I just worked to that, that tiny detail in for them there. Cause I just, that, you know, it's, Dave, Dave Matthews was like, is like his everything. So I, yeah. That's so sweet. That is really, I love that. Never could have guessed that in a million years. Yep. I just yeah. want to sharing that <laughs> yeah. with us, Luke, because that's really some. That, that's the thing. I'm like, no one, no one would ever know this unless, <laughs> unless I but talked about it. It's special. And I think that, you know, there's what ties us like as, as not just fans of the music, but fans of the art mm-hmm. um, and, you know, Mike and I, I think this is still very surreal for both of us to be able to, to not just have the art on our walls and be like this mysterious artist and who is it but now having conversations with artists and and, and being able to bring your voice you know mm-hmm. in, in a different perspective than you know mike and i just sit around we drink our coffee and we talk posters <laughs> and like you know and, cool and, and then, yeah and then all of a sudden we had a podcast about it. i mean that's <laughs> yeah kinda... i mean it's it's i think it's kind of cool how it, it happens like that um yeah. i mean with, with this piece specifically um I really, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to get too like woo woo. No, no, bring that's great. Um, but you know, it's just the, I think that the circumstances that uh, I was working when I was working on this piece um, and I guess just everything that I kind of poured into it, like it, I've really never felt such like a, such a bond to like something that I've like created before like this. And so like when I, you know, when I knew you guys were going to be doing the deep dive about it, uh, I was just like, I want to talk about it, you know, <laughs> like, because uh, there's there's so much, there's just so much in here, and um, I've truly never felt such a such a stronger like connection or just amount of pride in like a, a piece that I created. Um, and I could I could talk about this thing forever. <laughs> yeah, well, kudos to you because um, you. you know, we 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 have our i always talk about like we have the way that we see art through our perspectives and and the things that we've lived our lives on and um you know there's something when you have the ability to like look at something and it ties you to something in your life or mm-hmm. that it pulls something out that you feel like oh wow you know i i experienced something in this it, that's what i think art means it's oh, like yeah. emitting that emotion when you visually- it makes makes you feel something yeah mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is one of those pieces too, where it's like, I mean, there, there are really creative ways that you engaged with mm-hmm. to demonstrate the name of the band, yep. the, mm-hmm. the ribbon with the location, yeah. the dates sort of, you know, hidden throughout the piece in a way. And, and, and then like the fire dancer mm-hmm. logo, which I always love and look for, but they're done in such a way that is like, I, I don't want to say camouflaged, but I don't know. That's what comes to my brain first, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, overtake the piece yeah if that makes yeah. sense piece hey, of art, the piece of art is like it's imagery the first thing mm-hmm. you're going to are these these uh the goddess beings their yeah. their eyes and you're, like, you're like oh there's text here <laughs> but then there's text right oh it came right? from somewhere but it, it yeah. is an example of how these are true works of art created mm-hmm. by artists like yourself yeah. then with you know this sort of inner mingling of the band the location mm-hmm. the date, and you've got that for commemorative purposes mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah just really just a stellar overall piece Luke. Yeah, I mean, you. I, like you said I, you talk about forever we could too i mean it's just incredible yeah i um like in in most of my pieces like i always try to try to integrate um the text just like the best that I can so it doesn't feel like you know it's artwork which is text slapped onto it like with the this poster I did for the national earlier this year like I put the band name on like a lampshade you know yeah. like 
Um, And so just kind of like stuff like that. Um, But it's triptychs are always a really special challenge because it's like, how do you repeat this information three times throughout this poster without it just like kind of overpowering everything, you know? And, um, you know, sometimes like with like the Dave and Tim Mexico ones, you know, I had that solid text block where I sort of just repeated that text block, you know, bottom top bottom. Um, But with this, like, I really wanted to try to just integrate it as much as I could throughout throughout the piece as a whole. It's it's really cool. Like, and when we moved to the third night, the third piece, Luna, um, hmm. the, the moon goddess, she's got her trusty owl friend, as I call hmm. it. Um, and, you know, she's got obviously the, the moon glowing kind of halo crown behind her. Um, and, and again, it was talking about the banner, right? Mm-hmm. The symmetry, not just on her own piece, but then also how she really kind of links with Solus, the sun, having mm-hmm. this sort of undulating treatment of the Dave Matthews band on that typology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I noticed too in this one, mm-hmm. you got the sort of the fire dancer logo up at the top center like you did on night one. Yeah. This one's the more sort of traditional way we see it in night one. You flipped yeah, it. So, right so I, I, uh, I felt like I was taking a little bit of a gamble. Um, Cause I like, I didn't, I, I, I like, I, you know, I, I've always tried to work in the fire dancer in most of the Dave Matthews posters I've done. Um, some it's been really prevalent, you know, some, uh, and like for this one, I, I wanted to make it a little more hidden, but I still, I did want to include it. Um, and I, I wanted to do the mirror flipped one, you know, cause I was like, it's just going to look, it's going to bug the hell out of me if I just repeat <laughs> it. Way. And yeah. so I, I did the mirror flip and I was like, I know the band's going to tell me to change it. I know they're going to tell me to change it, but they didn't say anything. They didn't so say. It was, yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't tell me to change it. They didn't tell me to do anything to it. So I was like, all right, cool. I, I I'm, I'm not sure I've seen that before done by anybody yeah. else. So just kudos for like taking a chance on it because i think hey you don't you don't know until you try yeah well and what that's i think what makes these i called them like the gates um like these the because again when so i studied um art history is my my background and Mm -hmm. i took a course i think on like renaissance art and and so this is where you learn about like your traditional triptych like in the renaissance these um, they're usually, you know, with religious tropes to them and things of that nature, but they always, when they're on these panels, they were these sort of like arched or yeah. rounded kind of, and then they're pinned yeah. together. And that's a, what, what caught me first. And when I knew it was a triptych, I was like, this is so cool. Cause it like, mm-hmm. I could see these being like on wood with hinges, you know, in a museum somewhere being like, and, oh, and, and, and that's, and that's exactly what I was trying to sort of like emulate, um, I've really been loving the sort of compositions where it's sort of like a tombstone, like a tombstone shape where yep. you, you know, very, very tall and skinny, but then you have your, your perfect curve on the top. And uh, so I, I really wanted to try to kind of carry that shape uh, throughout these pieces as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, when you talk about like, I love to create the story in my head of what I think is going on in the posters and like when I saw these, I was like, who built them? And then like who found <laughs> this? Like Indiana yeah. said Indiana Jones earlier. Like this is a total kind of stargate uh-huh. too, the way that like yeah. there are these swirls and, right. and wisps <laughs> in, you know, and behind the gate. Yeah. It it has that sort of sci-fi element to it feeling too. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, it's it's kind of like um it's sort of kind of going back to like what I was saying with like the Mooka inspiration. Uh, you know, a lot of his stuff, it's like he sort of creates these very ornate um, 
borders and frameworks and everything that really lock everything in but it's like the frame is connected or it's it's sort of like with like the fish poster i did you know where it's it's sort of a frame but it's not really anything like real you know it's not like a real like a real life thing um but for this i was thinking i was like okay well what if instead of drawing these frames and making them frames what if i did make it like a real life thing sort of framing these figures in and and that's kind of how i got to the idea of like the arch the archways and stuff and just constructing these these big arches where it's just like you know are these um are these characters like human size or are they like you know 300 feet tall or something yeah like okay that's cool that, so they, they really could be larger larger yeah. than life yeah yeah but I, I like having that sort of ambiguity there where it, um you don't really know you know yeah. yeah yeah one of the things that struck me too just about the whole piece interesting comparing it to the triptych that you had done for dave and tim mm -hmm. is like it, it is that you really went with each each one could stand on its own as a piece right as opposed to you know it has to be all three because we had this conversation i or i did briefly with a a, a friend and poster buddy who was at the gorge and I was like, hey, this is one we're really, really interested. He's like, well, what happens if I <laughs> I strike out on one of the nights? You know, because it's always a concern. Yeah. And I feel like any collector out there could own any one of them and really be yeah, yeah. like, this is a standalone piece. Of course, you know, we all try to collect them all like the, the Pokemon game or whatnot. But <laughs> um, whereas the one in Mexico, right? Night right. two, the front and center fire dancer. That's that's the one everybody's going to run and gun for. Yeah. And it's kind of like, if you want to put it together, nights one and three go really well but nights one yeah. and three maybe you know not they don't, quite they don't stand as strong on their own yeah no i um yeah and i, I that's kind of a i feel like whenever i do a triptych or a diptych that's definitely kind of the the angle that i take um just because it's like yeah not everyone is gonna get uh the whole set yeah. um but i mean that's like kind of a I guess sort of like tying tying into this like when I do like my AP release and like my art print uh series like the art print um it's only going to be sold as like a set I, I think just because it's like that was sort of um I guess that it was sort of like that was sort of my vision as the artist is like the three of them together you know yeah. and um, I think that it's like you know, while they, while they do stand on their own, it's like, ha it, it's like what you were saying, um, Erica, about having like, you know, the, um, in art history, you have your Renaissance panels and stuff. It's like, you can have one of the Renaissance panels, but it's like the artist intended all of, all of the panels together, you know? Yeah. And, and that's just something that for collectors um, out there. And, and we have to say thank you to our friend, Hannah, who was able to get us all three of these um, at the Gorge. She's thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. Hannah. Um, and it's just really cool. We talk about poster buddies a lot on the podcast, just because, you know, we, while I wish I could be at all the shows, we can't always be at the shows. And Mike and I are collectors of art that we love and maybe specific artists too. So, you know, we're not like a, well, I want every single poster that comes out, but it's like, Hey, if there's a, a Miles saying, if there's a Luke Martin, if there's a Chuck Sperry, we can get one, you know, like those kinds of things. We, we, we try to, you know, say, what do we really love and what do we, cause we put these up on our walls, you know, we, yeah. 
we like to be able to display them. Our kids have a bunch in their rooms. We've we've got wall spaces that are just filling up mm -hmm. left and right. Um, but for having something like this, you know, that's really, I love that it's a different size as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for those who have the uncut one, I mean, that's a, that's a big piece. I've seen mm -hmm. people frame their, even their individual ones kind of like simultaneously, mm -hmm. like in one big frame. I saw um, our friend Anna do that. When that uncut, I'm, I'm sorry to see. I started to see a few frame ups in like the last like week. I think people yeah. are finally starting to get their copies back. And um, yeah, I, I've seen a few where it's uh, it'll be like, I guess the frame must be probably like forty, like forty four inches wide or something. Oh, yeah. um, just putting all of them like side by side, just like I think that looks sick. Like yeah. if you have space for it, then go for it. Like it's super super. And cool. I know when your uncut dropped at the venue, mm -hmm. people went. I think there were only like what, like sixty copies or something it was like 60, that. Sixty-five, yeah. Uh, yeah. And mm -hmm. there was an immediate somebody threw one up on eBay or something. Immediately, it was like thousands of dollars. It they, was so they, I, I was kind of, I was kind of watching those. Uh, someone did put one up for sale for I think like two thousand dollars. Um, which obviously did not sell for that cost uh but they have a few have sold for like 700 like a thousand which is pretty yeah. easy the, i um, mean that speaks volumes there's yes. fans out there willing to commit those dollars for, yeah for your yeah. work does that i mean i know you know it's not all about the dollar but i mean does that does that resonate with you when you're like i'm i'm excited that fans are that passionate about it um no 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 i because the people um the people who are making them that money back from flipping, uh, they didn't, they didn't make this piece. You know? Okay. Okay. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I know not to get too into poster politics or anything, oh, no, but you know, a... obviously the, the flipper market is a big part of it. Um, I've always tried to do everything that I can to, to shut that down. Uh, cause, um, for me personally, like it's, it's, it's a pride thing. Uh, I, I take a lot of pride in my work and this, this piece specifically. Um, and I'm just like, I'll be damned if I went through all of that work that I went through just so someone else can profit off of this. And like, that's not, that's not why, like, I, that's not why I like made these pieces. Like I didn't make them for someone else to, you know, yeah. pad their wallet, line their wallet with, you know, it's, it's hard. I think, you know, we see, um, Daniel danger, shares a yeah, lot he, he, he does he does he's doing a lot actively as well uh to really to really fight the flipping and stuff and it's, it's a fine line i know mike and i we we don't resell posters oftentimes we do have to buy second market if we can't mm -hmm. get them either you know from a friend or you know direct or from we tr really try very very hard to go straight for artists edition if we can yeah you know that goes directly to y'all um yeah. and that's something that we would prefer to support obviously um you know but it is it's a it's a broader conversation it's a fine line between you know people who are a, a little opportunistic and then people mm -hmm. who are collectors but maybe want to let go of some things and you know the market in and of itself with poster collecting it's new for me mike's been watching it for years mm -hmm. in varying kind of ways and it's you know it ebbs and flows but i think at the end of the day the, ideally it'd be like I want the people who want the art in their hands yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um and you know for a collector for us it's sometimes it's like well we know we're just gonna have to unfortunately pony up a little bit more yeah. because we want that or there's the bots out there that are just I mean you mm -hmm. know we, yeah. there's not much that we can do as far as you know 
trying to beat out a computer. We're a human being and I'm clicking a button yeah. being like, I want to buy this directly from you. Yeah. I mean, um, there's definitely like there's measures. Um mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like people um you, you can't please everyone you cannot yeah, please right. you know and i um so I, I have this like this like facebook group and everything um mm -hmm. where it's like uh they're gonna get first access to like an allotment of these ap's and stuff um and i know that's gonna piss off a lot of the dave matthews fans who aren't in that facebook group um but it's like i don't know it feels like you know i'm like there's there's people in that group who have been following my work for like six years so it's like you know, I did this thing that I'm really proud of. I would like the people who have been there for like my entire journey as an artist to be able to at least have a shot in getting this piece instead of some someone who, you know, has the the money signs in their eyes yeah. um, and just wants to get in and flip it. You know, like that's that's not why I make my, that's not why I do the work that I do. <laughs> no, I would stick with that, man. I think it's insightful. I appreciate you sharing it because I think there's like, you know, a very vocal minority of people who get very out yeah. you know outraged by that stuff but yeah. by and large like fan base and people that are truly in it mm -hmm. for the collectability like their own personal artwork on their yep. walls or in their portfolios yeah. i mean I, I, everybody that i've interacted with they're pretty supportive and like-minded yeah. of yeah, uh, just, yeah. and i mean as as the artist it's like you can really only do so much like um I, uh, this this poster i did for the national earlier this year was for their madison square garden show which that was like that was their biggest headlining show to date um and i was like i only had 50 ap's and i was like instead of half of these ending up on ebay and half half of them like ending up in like flat files never to be like hung up on the wall i um i posted that i was like if you were at the show message me send me proof that you're at the show and i'll like send you a link to buy it and so like doing stuff like that like i'd love to do more stuff like that to like ensure that like the posters are going to the people who are at the show who like want the poster because they want the poster, not because they want the poster, just like sell it, you know? That's this awesome. is, this is a, a great side conversation that could honestly be like an entire conversation. Yeah, seriously. You, uh, you, you, guys, you guys should, uh, if you guys do more like artist interviews, you could, uh, you could coordinate like an artist round table where we could just get a few artists to sit in and just talk about. <laughs> I love it. Let's That's a great do it. idea. Are you in Luke? You want to be one of those? Yeah, artists? Sure. sure. Mm. Awesome. Well, let's like get back a little bit to the yeah. deep dive piece. I mean, we talked a lot about each individual. Um, one of the things I love is like the symbology of things. Um, and obviously one of the pieces was the birds. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to like quickly talk because I, I like love numerology and I like, you know, I like the woo woo stuff. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, when you see symbology, it's oftentimes you're driving down the street and you're like, well, I just saw a you know, an owl, like in the daylight, yeah. like, what is that? that's like, so what, is, what does that mean? No. So each one of them, you know, we had the Phoenix, which is solaces and the Phoenix mm. obviously symbolizes immortality and resurrection, life after death. Um, you know, in that you were talking about ancient Greek mythology, uh -huh. um, and then obviously with the Egyptian mythology, it represents the the sun god Ra. Mm -hmm. But it's like so cool because um, I think a lot of times, and special through the last couple of years, we've all been through stuff. You mm -hmm. know, life, death, rebirth uh, is a is pretty symbolic of a lot of the things that mm -hmm. have been going on. I think in a lot of people's lives. Yeah, and I think you got the fire element too with the phoenix that seems to be part of that nature mm -hmm. uh, cornerstone yeah um i, I was curious. it was really oh, sorry, no, you can, no, I, you, we ran 
we keep working. <laughs> um, I was curious out of the three. I mean, to me, like the Phoenix, Fire, Sun, that makes a lot of sense. The owl, the night, the moon, also. And then the, mm -hmm. the earth, the sort of central piece. Oh, you guys, you guys just wait till, wait till you see what I'm adding for the art print. Oh, the peacock was the, yeah. the choice that I was like, where, where does that, where's, where's that come from? Like, as far as just like in your mind, you're like, yeah, that's a peacock. I really, um, so I, I did the, the fish peacock. Uh, and so I guess I had peacocks on the brain. Peacocks on the brain. Uh, that's awesome. Well, and, and I, I really, I sort of pictured the composition of the peacock's tail feathers wrapping around her. And once I once I pictured that, I was like, I don't think I could think of a better bird to like put in here. Wow. Um, looking back, um, I don't I thought a dodo, maybe like a cosmic dodo could be an interesting route, but uh, I, I think the peacock was definitely the best. No, it, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. I was just curious as to that. I, that I, I, will, I will say this um, is, a, I guess, like a little teaser for, you know, and it, this is going to drop Wednesday, right? The episode. Okay. So uh, on the well, side, well, we're, we're going to drop we the might episode drop it today. today, which is Sunday. Oh, really? oh yeah. okay. All right. Sure. Um, so for, for the art print releasing on Friday, one of the things that I am adding is uh, this trio of doves around the the Mother Earth because you know doves are so symbolic to like peace um, and like tranquility and everything and just you know continuing that that theme of like the three you know continuing the the threes throughout the piece. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Can you give us any any preview as to what the artist drop will look like? Is Will there be variants? I feel like you, you want to say that to the end. I feel like we should save that for the end. Yeah. Okay, we'll hold it to the yeah. end. Yeah. That's right. Okay, you got it. Well, and this is the thing. Like again, when I do a little like just my my research and background, you know, because I was like, all right, you've got I, I I what Mike was saying. I get the the fire phoenix mm -hmm. owl. We think of nighttime and owls, and then same thing. I was like peacock. What is the symbolic? like nature of, of a peacock and it symbolizes beauty and masculinity, glamor, luxury, can be mm. protection and pride, versatility, renewal, awareness. And, and then at the end, it was really metamorphosis. To me, that mm. word very much like ties into the pool at the bottom with the fish that is that yin and the yang, mm -hmm. this transformation. Um, it's so like, I can get so like meta. <laughs> like, uh -huh. detailed. Do it, do it. I could, I, yeah, I could. <laughs> if that's the rabbit hole we want to go down uh yeah i will i will spend all my time just <laughs> alice down the rabbit hole like being like well, what does that mean what can this mean and then obviously with the owl you know you've got the symbolic of in inner wisdom and change more transformation i think that to me is the word this metamorphosis transformation rebirth amongst all three of them that is this sort of yeah. universal yeah um very, was, a, lot, a lot of like very like universal themes i think are, is what i was trying to um which i i guess before i get like too far off like well um this thought i had earlier when you were talking about like the egyptian uh iconography and everything like that i um i really wanted to draw from so from as many different sources you know it's like i wanted to I draw from like greek goddess imagery to uh you know cosmic you know, imagery to Egyptian imagery to like Christianity iconography um, and just all of this different stuff, I guess, um, you know, it's like, like, how can I incorporate, because it's like, I feel like throughout history, you know, you have all of the, all of these myths and legends, um, but so many of them are repeating these same themes, you know, where, and 
So I, I think that was really the angle I was trying to take with this is how can I, how can I represent these creams of like, are these themes of like creation of rebirth of, of harmony and unity and balance and all of this, like, how can I represent that in a universal way that's not tied to any one like sect or uh, civilization or, you know, anything like that. Like that's brilliant. So it's kind of like create your own, right? Yeah, like, sort of, sort of. Uh -huh. I, I think, um, I think just really focusing on um, the the universal aspect of it, where it's like, you know, no matter you know what what you what you believe, where you come from, um, you know what what path you follow in life, it's like you are still part of this universe expanding and unfolding, no matter what. You know, we're we're all part of the same universe. You know, and I think uh, I was really trying to um, just encapsulate that in this piece. You know. Yes. I mean, that's perfect because I really think, you know, one of the things we've talked about as being fans <laughs> that have been at, at, at Dave Matthews band shows mm -hmm. for now coming up on 30 years, which yeah. is crazy. Uh -huh. to say. But there is very much this feeling that I've always had that it's kind of like, you know, Dave has this one song, the introduction to Rapunzel, the Pantagna mm -hmm. song, and mm -hmm. it's come and relax now, you know, yeah. and set your troubles down. It is this kind of mindset of like, all are welcome, you know, yeah. come in wherever yeah. you're from, whatever yeah. walk of yeah. life background i mean that's kind of the band's fusion of music right mm -hmm. i mean trying to categorize the dave matthews band as uh, a genre of music has always right. been a struggle for i think the the people that try to categorize right yeah um, honestly how, how you just described dave matthews is how i describe grateful dead you know it's yeah. just um people are always like oh i don't like the dead and it's like you just haven't heard the right you haven't heard the right thing yet you know because it's like they you know they span 50 years in so many different genres and styles and everything where it's just it, there is something for everyone there you know and it's like you're saying the same with dave matthews where it's just like it there it's 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 for everyone to enjoy you know and i i really just have to commend you because i really i get that from your piece thank you thank you all are welcome yes you know come in safety the hopefulness the <laughs> sort of upside um uh, of each of the the ladies i don't see them as as villainous as much as i do like yeah hero kind of welcoming um, it's like it's like they're here for you you know it's like they're you know it's very much um i don't know i i guess it's like when i was working on it i was trying to think of like take a stance of like i wanted to make a piece of art that like everyone could like appreciate or enjoy or relate to or whatever um and not so much be like, oh, you'll love this art if you're only at the gorge, you know, on this day. Otherwise, you won't get it. Sorry about your luck. You know, you won't. <laughs> or like, you know, it's like, um, I don't know, I guess with like Red Rocks, like like Red Rocks posters are sick. Like, it's so cool to be able to do something for Red Rocks to put the rocks on it. But, you know, it's like you're kind of making that piece for the people at the show. Because like if someone wasn't at Red Rocks, then like they might not be as inclined Um because it's just it has that that venue that geographic uh like anchor there um whereas for this i was really just trying to kind of expand past that where i was like how can i create something for like everyone you yeah. know it, again it's a it's a piece that i think ties to the venue but also is standalone mm -hmm. um as far as again for us like i said weren't that we weren't there have not been to the gorge have not experienced what i think a lot of people talk as a it is a transformative um experience yeah. I also I think it's really cool that it's like the gorge is like kind of accessible but it's like still what like two hours outside Seattle yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so it does require a certain level of like commitment. Like if you're going to go, like, you, you know, you really got it. You got to plan ahead. You got to rent a car, got to get your place to stay and everything. Like you're saying it's not something like <laughs> the Tuesday before the show, you can say, you know what, let's grab tickets to the gorgeous. Yeah. A little, a, a little less. Yeah. I'm, little... I'm laughing at that because that's literally like, it was the Tuesday before, like people were starting to arrive Thursday. Mike's like, we can go uh, to the gorge. I, I, I had a, I had a moment of the biggest FOMO <laughs> of my life, probably right, like where I was I like, will, we could do this, we could. You make know, I will say I had the same moment about uh, Dead and Company's last three shows in oh, San Francisco. Yeah, I yeah. like, I had like a tiny gap in my schedule. I was like, if I go out, I can make the last two nights. I tell you what, man, I didn't do it, and uh, I wish I did. I really wish I did. Yeah, we yeah. actually got lucky this summer. Um, friends of ours had some extra tickets to Dead & Co., and Very nice. one of us have seen them in any iteration, um, and we were really lucky to be able to see them when they were here in Raleigh. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Like, we had come off of a – we had gone to Dave – Tuesday night and Wednesday night, drove it, it home in Wilmington, yeah. came back to Raleigh, and then mm. went to Dead Co. Thursday night. We we're like, we are way too old to be doing this, but we we're yeah. so glad that we it, didn't miss that. It was also like a personal challenge, or you know, oh, there was yeah. an old show called Double Dare, like the <laughs> uh-huh. physical challenge. That was kind of what it was oh, like. Yeah. like can we do three concerts? Oh yeah, and then we had- I, man, I, I, like I've I've tried doing that. Like I actually tried to do that this past September. I had like a, a string of shows planned, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna do three nights here, and then I have one night off, and then I'll do three nights at this band. I was like, I can't do this. Like I don't like I don't have the energy to do this, and so I ended up like selling the tickets for a, a bunch of these shows just because I was like, I know that I am not gonna have the stamina to to see this through. Well, and, and to be able to, for us, like to be able to plug in and really enjoy it and be present in the moment, it's hard when you're just like coming off of a, of a couple of days of just awesomeness. And then you get into something that's totally different. The vibes are different. The people are different and it's not bad different. It's like, this is a whole new world of experience. Yeah, us. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing to just amazing. still see Bobby Weir up there doing yeah. it. And then yeah. John Mayer's last kind of tour with them at, in yeah. that yeah it was a very special uh, i'm glad we did it it was I mean, really cool yeah. it's and it's just just like the the community and like the environment around it um i saw i saw bob weir uh last week actually or i guess like a week and a half ago in baltimore um yeah. and it's just like like just the the energy around those experiences and i'm sure i i've never been to a dave show but i'm sure it's kind of the same vibe where it's like everyone's just so stoked to be there yeah yeah, yeah. well you should come I mean, with that's, next like, summer it's like um i uh i'm not really a fish fan uh you know i i i i i very i guess i should say this is a public podcast you know um i have the utmost respect for all four of them i think trey is one of the most talented guitarists like to ever ever live but you know it's like they're, they're not they're not my jam uh but i the first poster that i did for them was for their new year's eve show in 2018 into 2019 um and i i went to the new year's eve show at madison square garden it was one of the craziest shows i have ever seen in my entire life like, it just it, it's like because you just you look around at like one of the biggest venues in the country and every single person is just so stoked to be there like yeah, yeah. yeah. we that was one of that was on our list for a while yeah we managed to get up to msg last, last november year. for the day uh-huh. trips and nice. it was like all right let's we're ready let's see yeah. what all the hype is about and they exactly actually they uh, actually for, for the those ms the the madison square garden shows back in november yeah they uh they they hit me up for those ones to do a, wow. a difficult yeah 
mm-hmm. for last year. Yeah. Yeah. For last year. Uh-huh. Cool. I, I was, I was kind of taking, I was taking like some time off last year. So mm-hmm. oh, good. we, got, we got the, the cool Jim Mazza double piece. That, that one was did. so cool. Yeah. Like okay. I love how he did, how it was like a diptych, but he did it like the landscape like that. Uh-huh. That was such a cool idea. Yeah. I, I really, I think that that's probably one of my favorite pieces he's done. And they stack. It's like this. Yeah. I think it's this like Above, reminiscent ground, of, bottom, of like Ninja Teenage Turtles. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I was literally just gonna say the the sewer one made me think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, actually, like the colors that Jim uses in his work and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And he actually did the third night at the Gorge. Yeah. So it was interesting that you guys have just kind of cosmically bumped into each other. Yeah. Way, yeah. And That's you know, both an MSG opportunity and then and then this one. Well. We have any kind of like final wrap up thoughts on our deep dive? Um, Before we do that, so. can I ask you one question, Luke? That I that I had, I've had, and we didn't put it on the paper, so it's it's, yes. but it's totally legit. So I've followed your work for you know as as you've done it for for Dave and and for the band mm. for a while. Like Erica told you, we own the mm. Ants Marching piece. I've been trying to chase down the twenty twenty one Virginia Beach uh, mm. piece. And it's just my questions around your color choice because it's a really refreshing and interesting. I love sepia. I love like patina and like the kind of effect that copper gets over time and and things like that. And I just see this as sort of like a a thread through your work. And I was just kind of like wondering about um, where that comes from and like how you landed on that and and why. Um, so I I kind of like I feel like throughout my career I sort of I bounced around color schemes a lot uh in like or not really a lot I guess I kind of just had this like before phase and this after phase and like in um 2017 2018 um I was still printing my own gig posters and I was doing a lot of stuff with pinks and purples and oranges because I would just mix up these huge tubs of pink and purple and orange ink and so I just have all this ink uh, and so I was kind of like, all right, you know, I know I have all this stuff in my locker. So I was like, what can I, uh, does, can I make this color scheme work with this piece? And it's like, I, I found that I would be able to like make it work out. Um, and then it was with, uh, the first Grateful Dead poster I did, the Bertha one, um, where I started to use, it's, it's a base of primary colors. Like it's, it's a, it's got yellow, red, blue, but then it has like green, uh, there's like a purple tone. Um, sometimes teal. And so it's like, I'll kind of start with like those yellow, red, and blues. Um, but I just like to do like the more muted, like kind of like earth tony. Um, I think like someone called it like uh, just sort of like the the burnt undertones, you know, um, which it's like, I, I really kind of like that more like subdued look. Because um, I think it just gives, it gives the look like kind of, it gives the art kind of like an age to it, I guess, yeah. where it, it feels... Um, it doesn't feel brand new, you know, it doesn't, I guess, I don't know if I'm like allowed to say that about my own work, but I guess that's kind of like how I've, I've sort of um, like looked at it where it's like, you know, in adding in giving it this color. Um, I don't know. It feels, uh, it, it feels different than if it was like a fully saturated color tones and stuff like that. And um, with the, with the gorge one specifically, like I honestly, like I, like um I like boosted the saturation on the colors a little bit compared oh, yeah. to their like past works that I've done just because I did want it to have that vibrancy and that boldness in the colors like yeah, but it's, was- it's, it's funny because like as I'm looking at it and talking about the color specifically it's like even though I did boost those tones I look at it I'm like no this still has those like burnt undertones that like carries throughout a lot of my stuff 
It does, but in a different way. Like yeah. exactly what you said, that yeah, boost, I get that from this piece. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's the cream paper. It's the off-white paper. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it that's a big it, it gives I, it that feeling like this could have yeah. buried or, you know, mm -hmm. in a shipwreck somewhere that then gets pulled yeah. out right out and it's got this age. You pull it out like a bottle, uh, message in a bottle yeah. in the yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Pirates, pirates. I'm very into pirates right now. I don't because <laughs> yeah. you've been watching Pirates, pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, there you go. All right. Well, mm -hmm. one of the fun things that we like to do, which is relatively new, um, as you are the second artist that we've uh, had a great opportunity to talk to, but we thought it'd be kind of fun, a la like um uh it's not Jimmy Kimmel, who does like the rapid fire questions. Where, uh, oh gosh. You know, <laughs> he's like warming up. It's, it's fine. They're, they're, they're very benign. They're very benign. Uh, but they they can be polarizing. So so watch out. Um, right. But first thing that comes to your mind, don't think too hard about it. Um, and uh, Mike and I, I, will ask, I might ask you guys to uh, retcon a few of these, but we'll uh, we'll see how okay. it turns out. All right. Favorite pizza topping? Uh, pepperoni mushroom. Cool. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, easy. Man. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Stay, step above that though, Lord of the Rings over Star Wars. Oh, strong. Ooh. Very strong. Yeah. I appreciate All right. that. That's good. I like that oh, one. Beach or mountains? Huh? Beach or mountains? Uh, mountains. Cool. Last song you listened to? Uh, Mississippi Half Step Uptown Toodaloo by Grateful Dead. Woo! That's a good one. I'm going to insert one here. What's your favorite Grateful Dead song? What's that? Favorite Grateful Dead song. Oh, God. Um, it depends on the time of year. Uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, uh, Boxer Rain's what like, first got me into them, but I would, probably would not say it's my favorite. Um, the the one-two punch of Ripple into Broke Down Palace. Uh, I think oh. I'd probably, probably Broke Down Palace. If I had to pick one song, I'd say Broke Down Palace. That's awesome. And uh, uh, what time of day are you most inspired? like 3 a.m oh wow okay all right this isn't a rapid fire you can think about this one but this is one that i have mm -hmm. obviously you know it's it's one piece it's an incredible um, one. the third one the moon the, the moon's moon. favorite yeah, yeah. So I, it, exactly I, where i was it going took me, it took me a long it, it wasn't until like way after the piece was out uh it was actually when i was working on the art print this past week because i was working my way through the three and then when i got to the moon one i was like oh what's up like what's up baby let's go like <laughs> uh and so i i was definitely i was like oh I, I guess this one is my favorite um yeah yeah I, I think the moon i just i really um i'm exceptionally proud of just her uh her expression i feel like she has such a um you're you're not sure what she's thinking about, what she's looking about, but like there's something there, you know. And there's I, something I'm, there, I'm, and I see her, and it's. Have you seen the meme and the uh the the video of the graph, and it's like the the f around and find out. It's like <laughs> yeah, here's yeah, how yeah. much you have to f around, and here's how yeah. much to find out. Like yeah. She's saying that to me a little bit when I look at her. Like she, she she's like she's like don't try me, you know. Exactly. Like she, she she strikes me as a person who will like uh give you all of her wisdom and knowledge, but she'll still give you a hard time about. Yeah. It, you know. <laughs> like don't mess around. Kind of like an owl, exactly like an yeah, owl. Yeah, like like, like she will owl? she will help you on on your journey, but uh, yeah, pause there too somewhere. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, um, we kind of poked around about it earlier 
what do you have going on that you want to be able to share? And then, you know, where can people find all your stuff? Um, so Friday on Bottleneck Gallery's website, uh, Friday morning at noon. Um, October 13th, Friday the yes, 13th. October 13th. Uh, there will be the release of the, my APs, um, which I will have uh, the reg uncut sets. I will have foil uncut sets of a few different foil options. And I will also have a few foil uncuts. Oh, wow. man. Wow. And where, um, and this is just straight up through bottleneck galleries through there. Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, if you really want all the details, I would suggest subscribing to the newsletter or following them. They'll be sharing that information in the coming week. Um, but beyond that, um, at the same time on Friday, there will also be a release of the art print of this set. Uh, and the art print is going to be three 18 by 36 prints, uh, of each of the, the ladies on their, on their own print. Um, and, and that's uh, no band lettering, right? It's no just band lettering. Uh, it's, it's just the art. I'm adding a few different things to the art. Um, there's a few, a few things that I, I wanted to add the first time around when I was first working on this, but there's, there wasn't time and there also wasn't space, but with the removal of the band lettering, I'm like, I can go back in and add in a few of these things that, uh, I didn't make on the first go around. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, um, yeah, they're going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be a big set. Um, and for, a for a while I was thinking about doing the art prints as like, uh, the same size, like like 24 by 36 for the full thing. Um, but once I kind of got the idea in my head of like seeing these bigger, I was like, I, I want to see these bigger. Um, and so those art prints will be getting released at the same time as the APs. Wow. So if you're listening and you're a fan, if you've got the trip tech, there's still more to come, different there's ways. There's still more to come. Yeah, there's still more to come. Tapestry size now yeah. almost for each one. Oh, and I, I, I was I was thinking about that too, like making like making like a six foot tall tapestry of like each oh, of these man. thing. Like that's what that's what I wanted to sometime. Yeah, awesome. That sounds to me. So I I love reading kind of fantasy style books, and uh -huh. there's a book that I just read. It was uh, it's called the Throne of Glass series, and mm. there's this giant tapestry that has this like goddess on it. And I think of that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this could be. A giant tapestry where she pulls the thing back and there's a magical door and then she, oh god you're going you know, like, sorry <laughs> rabbit hole but um and for for anybody who's listening yeah. that's gonna check out this ap drop and i highly encourage everybody listening to do so mm -hmm. we're gonna check it out yep um I, I don't know exactly what you have in store luke when you say foils but i can tell you listeners um if you're not familiar uh, there's a prior release that Luke did with the band, the Ants March. I mentioned it earlier, and there was a gold foil variant of that. And I don't own it. I own the regular version, but I've seen the gold foil. I've seen photos. And there is something different about Luke's work. It really just gives this interesting new interpretation of it if you will when it's put on a different color paper gone from cream to gold foil or something like that. So uh you guys used the word shimmering earlier when you were talking about the phoenix. Yes. That phoenix on gold foil is... Oh, uh, my wallet's already screaming. Yeah. But we're going to try. We're going to give we'll it the try. best college effort. That's right. Well, this is this has been so awesome, Luke. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. And for, for those of y'all listening, uh, you can find Luke's work at SuburbanAvengerArt.com, on Instagram, Suburban underscore Avenger. Yeah, and we also have a Facebook group uh, that's just called Suburbia. Suburbia. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I'm, I'm happy to be a member of that group. It's really cool to see the chatter in that, um, in that group. And then, you know, again, same thing. If you guys want to be able to snag or have the opportunity to get the APs, subscribe to the newsletter, you'll, you know, join Luke's uh, group on Facebook. Um, so you get first kind of peaks and things of that nature, but let's, all, let's all be nice. Let's all be nice on Friday. No, nice. no, no throwing. Yeah. Cool, man. Be cool. Like uh, Samuel mm. L. Jackson, like everybody be cool. That's right. Yeah. Everybody be cool. <laughs> but uh, we're really, really stoked to have you be able to come and do a deep dive with us on this. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. We're so happy to be able to have this in our home and uh, just thanks for your time for being here. Thank you. Thank you guys for doing this. Yeah. And um, let me know when the episode's out and I'll, uh, I'll be sure to keep an eye out and yeah. Yeah. Awesome.